0: Ah, uh, now I'm feeling that Friday vibe, thanks to the fantastic tune there by the Village People, which we know that Von Palmer is a huge fan of. We always tease him about that. Good morning, Vaughn.
1: Good morning, Simi. I go back to the Pacific Coliseum and the great Village People show that I covered back in the days when I was music critic, every time you played. Those
0: were the days. I know last night was the big Eagles concert in town, too, and I hear that was a great one. And you've seen the Eagles, right?
1: Uh, no, I never have.
0: What? Never in no, all their no, different iterations?
1: I mean, there you go. Talk sheltered. about my cultural priorities. <laughs> I saw the village people. I never saw the eagle. You know what? That actually... I stand by my decision.
0: <laughs> wow, that says a lot. That says a lot. <laughs> now, you and I are both big readers. So before we get started talking about politics, let's just talk a little bit about the the death of Hillary Pandel. Great book. She really did revive that very intricate uh, genre of historical fiction, and hers were very detailed. The books that she wrote,
1: very much. I mean, I read a lot of history, but and I, and I know a lot of historical eras uh, from reading history. And yet, along comes Hilary Mantel, and and she retells the stories around King Henry the Eighth in a way they've never been told before. She she, uh, I mean, her historical research is good, but the amazing thing she does. She takes the characters and the circumstances and decides to tell them differently, tells the story in the present tense, which is an innovative way to write, and also takes you inside the characters' heads. Well, I mean, it's ultimately an act of imagination since nobody knows what was going on inside their heads. But i very, very impressed. Uh, if somebody wants to go and see what it's like, uh, there's an interesting experiment. Uh, pick up Wolf Hall, her first book in the series, which tells about Henry VIII and Thomas Cromwell and Sir Thomas More. And then rent, if you can find a video store that still exists, uh, A Man for All Seasons, which was an Oscar-winning film from 1966. A man for all seasons, Sir Thomas More is the hero, uh, Thomas Cromwell is the bad guy. Uh, Mantel turns that story right around and, and just reminds us, Simi, that when we look at historical events, um, there's a subjectivity in it. We decide which story we think is important, uh, which is important and significant. And a reminder that a different historian or a different novelist can tell the story differently.
0: So true. I'm glad you mentioned A Man for All Seasons. I checked for you. It is available on Apple TV. You can rent it, no problem, Four ninety nine. Also, one of my favourite actors of that era is in it. Robert Shaw. I love Robert Shaw.
1: Yeah, big fan of Robert Shaw. You know, <laughs> does any clip on YouTube get more traffic from the movies <laughs> than Shaw's famous scene with Richard Dreyfuss in Jaws? Uh, partly improvised, and it's one of the greatest pieces of acting you're going to see anywhere.
0: I think my argument has often been that that is the greatest monologue in the history of cinema. I think it's, it's so good. It's just phenomenal. Yeah. It's anyway, so cap- anyway, yes.
1: We could go on for we some could. time. We could go back and talk about The Village People for that matter. <laughs> I, I can hold forth on that. And, and well, we're time. just
0: recommending some books to read for people, some movies to check out. And yeah. you know what? We're also going to talk some politics this morning because let's talk about Isabel McKenzie. Now, I have long thought that Isabel McKenzie is... Just incredibly effective at what she does.
1: Yeah, so she is the watchdog for seniors, the seniors advocate. And she comes out with a report yesterday that is never going to show up in the NDP's highlights package of their time in office. She says, look, uh, B.C. seniors get less support than any group of seniors in the country, and they need it more. Uh, Because of the cost of living, because this is an expensive place to live, because Canada's federal pension plans haven't really kept up with the soaring cost of living, Uh, seniors, many of them, uh, what she says, like 45% of B.C. seniors are living at less than minimum wage. Uh, 85% of them, uh, the low-income ones, say they're having to make tough, tough choices every month just to feed themselves. So... It's a it's a damning report. Uh, she did something very interesting. She looked, you know, the, the provincial government will say, well, you know, pensions, that's not our problem. She said, hold on a minute. She looked at nine different types of support for seniors that are available across Canada. So income supplements, help getting hearing aids, dental, uh, a long list, nine. And she said in BC, where some of those are offered in other provinces, only two of those supports are offered in B.C., and even those are inadequate. So this report does not let the New Democrats off the hook. She says they're accountable for B.C. seniors having the lowest supports of any group of seniors in Canada.
0: Yeah, when was the last time we even heard an announcement about seniors in this province?
1: Well, you know, the government, of course, uses its vast resources to tell us the good news. Uh, We depend on watchdogs like Mackenzie to tell us the stuff the government isn't telling us, and she does that well. But here's something really interesting. I, I mean, I call her a watchdog, but she's not the same as the ombudsman. She's not the same as the auditor general and some of the other watchdogs. Her office is not actually independent of government. She's essentially a senior public servant. Uh, And when the office was created under the Liberals semi-years ago, uh, the the New Democrats opposed the way the Liberals were setting up the office because they said, hey, this person isn't going to be independent like the ombudsperson. Uh, This person isn't going to be willing to speak truth to power like the Auditor General. She's going to be afraid to speak out because she's a civil civil servant. If she says too much, she could be fired. Well, I think that the New Democrats have discovered in <laughs> office that fear is not actually a word in the McKenzie lexicon. It is not. I, Simi, she's not independent, really, but I think the other watchdogs could learn from her. She's one of the most effective watchdogs we have in B.C.
0: I would agree with you. She's so effective, because, and, she's, and, and I think she also comes across as being very fair because yep. when they do something right, she says oh, they're yeah. doing something right, but she's also very fair in her criticism.
1: Uh, she is, and how brave is she, Simi? She actually took on Dr. Bonnie Henry at one point, and man, that one takes guts. I have the hate mail to prove it. Uh, it was as Mackenzie was conducting a survey of how seniors fared in long-term care during the pandemic, and she wrote a report saying. It had mixed results. She thanked everybody who cooperated, and she dared to say that there was very little cooperation from the public health officer. Dr. Bonnie Henry and her staff did not cooperate in that review. Uh, We can say many good things about Dr. Bonnie Henry, but she does not appreciate independent scrutiny.
0: No, it doesn't sound like it. So, yes, you know, a couple weeks ago when the government made their big inflation announcement, uh, they didn't talk about seniors, and in fact, I had a whole lot of emails from people following that announcement saying I didn't hear anything about you know, say me uh, of, of a certain age, and so I think there's there's a lot of she's right. That's why it resonates so much.
1: No, I agree. You know, and, and it's interesting because as with the criticisms that come out on the healthcare file, and we had that report this week from uh, the independent doctors. Um, always have associated the NDP with strong support for seniors and strong support for public health. And you're getting a sense of what it's like now, Simi, to be in government for five years. You start being held to account for the gaps between the language you talked in opposition and the results in government – And after five years, it's pretty hard to turn around and blame it all on the previous government. You're going to be more and more accountable for the lapses and the gaps yourself.
0: Very true. Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Cindy.